Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS, found under the neurology section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 61-year-old male presents with left-sided hand weakness and trouble with walking. He is not sure why these symptoms occur. On physical exam, tongue fasciculations are appreciated. He has slow speech. The left upper extremity shows forearm atrophy and depressed reflexes. The right lower extremity is hypertonic with three plus reflexes and a positive Babinski sign. Let's continue with an introduction to amyotrophic lateral sclerosis or ALS. Remember that it is a progressive neurodegenerative disease affecting both upper and lower motor neurons. And there are sporadic and familial causes. Sporadic causes make up about 90% of cases. Sensation in these patients is intact, and bowel and bladder function is typically spared. Certain cases may be due to superoxide dismutase type 1 or SOD1 mutations. This results in the generation of free radicals, which eventually leads to cell death. And with regards to epidemiology, remember that the age of onset is about 60 years of age in sporadic cases, but it is about 50 years of age in familial cases. Moving on to the presentation, Symptoms are a progressive weakness affecting any segment of the body. This may involve asymmetric limb weakness, which is most common, as well as upper and lower motor neuron signs. Upper motor neuron signs may include spasticity or stiffness, hyperreflexia, dysarthria, and dysphagia. Lower motor neuron signs may include atrophy, fasciculations, hyperreflexia, and weakness. In terms of further evaluation that may be performed, Remember that lower motor neuron signs are determined by physical exam, electrophysiologic, or neuropathologic studies, whereas upper motor neuron signs are determined by physical exam. One should investigate any symptom progression, spread, or signs that are specific to ALS, especially if no other disease process can explain the patient's findings. And remember that EMG shows widespread denervation and fibrillation potential. With regards to the differential, make sure to think about benign fasciculations, spinal muscular atrophy, poliomyelitis, multiple sclerosis, and syringomyelia. And with regards to treatment, Rilazole is the only medication to slow disease progression and improve survival. It is thought to decrease the excitotoxic damage to neurons. Idaravone was FDA approved in 2017 to slow disease progression. It is an antioxidant, but the full mechanism is unknown. Other supportive treatment options include dextromethorphan and quinidine, for pseudobulbar affect, as well as baclofen and tizanidine for spasticity. With regards to prognosis, remember that the main cause of death is respiratory failure, and complications related to ALS may include weight loss, respiratory failure, sialuria, and depression. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, Consider the following clinical scenario. A 56-year-old man presents to his physician with worsening shortness of breath. He has also noticed some difficulty with swallowing and generalized weakness. He denies any fevers, chills, cough, chest pain, palpitations, or lightheadedness. He reports recovering from a gastrointestinal illness approximately two weeks ago. He has a medical history of hypertension and hyperlipidemia, for which he takes amlodipine and atorvastatin. He has smoked one pack of cigarettes daily for the past 35 years. Cardiopulmonary auscultation demonstrates normal heart sounds and bilateral lower lobe atelectasis. In the supine position, 
the abdominal wall retracts during inspiration. Neurological exam is notable for bilateral lower extremity atrophy and ankle clonus. His forced vital capacity is 65% while upright. Which of the following is the most likely cause of this patient's shortness of breath? And the answer choices are, choice one, degeneration of cortical and anterior horn neurons. Choice two, impaired acetylcholine receptor function. Choice three, impaired effective cardiac contractility. Choice four, inflammatory cells invading individual muscle fibers. Or choice five, peripheral nerve demyelination. The best answer to this question is, choice one, degeneration of cortical and anterior horn neurons. This patient's bilateral diaphragmatic paralysis is evidenced by the poor diaphragm contraction with deep inspiration, decreased forced vital capacity, and upper motor neuron as evidenced by ankle clonus and lower motor neuron findings as evidenced by the bilateral lower extremity paralysis are consistent with amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS. ALS results from the degeneration of cortical and anterior horn neurons. ALS is a currently incurable neurodegenerative disorder affecting upper and lower motor neurons. Patients present with generalized weakness, upper motor neuron signs, such as spasticity, hyperreflexia, and clonus, and lower motor neuron signs, such as flaccidity, fasciculations, atrophy, and hyperreflexia. ALS is a clinical diagnosis that is supported by electrodiagnostic studies, such as EMG. The treatment of choice is with riluzole, which through unclear mechanisms, slows the rate of progression of ALS. Bilateral diaphragmatic paralysis is most likely caused by neurological diseases, such as spinal cord damage, motor neuron disease, such as ALS, neuropathies, such as Guillain-Barre syndrome, neuromuscular junction disease, such as myasthenia gravis, and muscle disease, such as polymyositis. Patients with bilateral diaphragmatic paralysis typically present with dyspnea that is worse in the supine position. Patients have paradoxical abdominal wall retraction instead of normal protrusion, secondary to anterior rib cage elevation by accessory muscles. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice two, impaired acetylcholine receptor function is seen in myasthenia gravis which classically presents with fatigable muscle weakness, mostly affecting the bulbar muscles, that is, the muscles innervated by the cranial nerves. Although myasthenia gravis can result in respiratory failure, it does not explain this patient's upper and lower motor neuron signs. Choice three, impaired effective cardiac contractility is seen in heart failure. Patients present with exertional dyspnea, jugular venous distension, and lower extremity edema. It would not cause bilateral diaphragmatic paralysis or upper and lower motor neuron signs. Choice four, inflammatory cells invading individual muscle fibers is seen in polymyositis, which presents with proximal muscle weakness. Laboratory findings include elevated creatine kinase and anti-JO1 antibodies. Respiratory failure is not associated with polymyositis. Choice five, peripheral nerve demyelination is seen in Guillain-Barre syndrome, which classically results in ascending flaccid paralysis with depressed or absent reflexes. These patients can also develop respiratory failure. However, this patient's clinical presentation is consistent with ALS given his upper and lower motor neuron signs. Finally, a bullet summary. Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis is a neurodegenerative disease of upper and lower motor neurons and can present with bilateral diaphragmatic paralysis. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. 
A 49-year-old man presents to his primary care physician complaining of multiple symptoms. He states that over the past eight months, he has noticed voice changes and difficulty swallowing. The dysphagia started with just dry foods like crackers, but has progressed to include smoothies and ice cream. He works as a newspaper editor and has also noticed trouble writing with his dominant hand. He's accompanied by his wife, who complains that he snores and drools in his sleep. His medical history is significant for hypertension and a bicuspid aortic valve. He takes hydrochlorothiazide. On physical exam, there is atrophy of the right hand. The patient's speech is slow. A systolic murmur at the right upper sternal border is appreciated. Tapping of the left patellar tendon causes the patient's left lower extremity to forcefully kick out. Stroking of the plantar aspect of the patient's left foot causes his left toes to extend upward. Which of the following therapies is most likely to slow the progression of the patient's symptoms? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Amantadine Choice 2. Beta interferon Choice 3. Donepazil Choice 4. Reserpine Or Choice 5. Riluzol The best answer to this question is Choice 5. Riluzol the patient is presenting with both upper motor neuron signs, such as dysphagia, dysarthria, and hyperreflexia, and lower motor neuron signs, such as atrophy, weakness, and drooling, which is characteristic of amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS. Riluzol is the only medication known to slow disease progression of ALS. Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, or ALS, is a progressive neurodegenerative disorder that is characterized by both upper and lower motor neuron injury. Examples of upper motor neuron signs include spasticity, hyperreflexia, Babinski sign, that is, upgoing toes with stroking of the plantar surface of the foot, dysarthria, and dysphagia. Examples of lower motor neuron signs include atrophy, fasciculations, hyperreflexia, and weakness. The main cause of death is respiratory failure. Riluzol can slow disease progression, including prolonging the time to intubation. The mechanism of riluzol is not fully understood, but it is known to inhibit glutamate release, which may decrease excitatory damage to neurons. Supportive therapy, such as physical therapy, can also assist in dealing with the deconditioning symptoms of ALS. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Amantadine is used to treat mild Parkinson disease, which presents with bradykinesia, cogwheel rigidity, shuffling gait, mask-like facies, and a pill rolling tremor. Choice two, beta interferon may decrease the number and severity of relapses in multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis presents with symptoms such as weakness, optic neuritis, diplopia, and paresthesias, which often wax and wane. Choice three, donepazil is an acetylcholinesterase inhibitor that can be used to treat mild to moderate Alzheimer disease, which presents predominantly with dementia. Choice four, reserpine can be used in managing involuntary movements associated with Huntington disease. These characteristic movements include chorea, tics, and ataxia. Finally, a bullet summary. Riluzol is used in the management of ALS to slow disease progression. That's all for this review about amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. 
As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.